Ah, welcome to Movie Magic. We would be honored if you would join us. Five, six, eight. Five, one thousand. Four, one thousand. Three, one thousand. I am the father. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Are you one of those single tier people? All the dogs in King's Landing howl through the night. They cry out for their true queen. Name's Bond, James Bond. One of them leads to the castle at the center of the labyrinth, and the other one leads to certain death. <gasps> Go ahead, make my day. He sounds like quite a man. A passenger has died on the train. Who gave the order to kill me? Movie Magic with Colin Gomez, Money FM, eighty nine point three. Commence primary ignition. Today on Movie Magic, I have a special guest. He is a bigger Star Wars fan than I am. No, we're not going to talk about Star Wars, but we're going to talk about the hottest series that is streaming on your screens right now, House of the Dragon, or Hot D for short. Our guest on Movie Magic is Michael Bolton. No, 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 not the singer Michael Bolton. Well, this guy, his name just happens to be Michael Bolton. So over to you, Michael. Um. I'm sure you're not related to Michael Bolton. As far as I know, that no, there is no relation between us. Now, I'm just curious. Were your parents Michael Bolton fans? They weren't. He actually wasn't known, really, uh, at the time I was born. Uh, I believe at that time he was still under the name Michael Bolotin, which was, a, I believe, his birth name. So it, it really was just a coincidence that, that I ended up with the same name. Hmm. Fair enough. Now that we got that out of the way, Michael, tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, like, what's the history behind this fascination of watching movies and, you know, getting so into it? Like, when did you start watching movies? Oh, that's that's a tough one. I mean, I, I think I've been watching movies almost as far back as I can remember. Uh, I come from a small town in northern Manitoba. You know, uh, definitely going to the video store was something you did growing up. Uh, there was no movie theater, but there was a drive-in. So movies was almost a, a cultural event, right? Or a, it, it was a big deal, to, especially when you were a kid. Go pack up the vehicle. Your parents would take you to a movie. I think the first one I remember seeing on on that drive-in screen was uh, Back to the Future. And it's it, it was just a different kind of experience. Um, yeah, so going going way back. So what was your first movie experience? The, the first movie I can really remember seeing was Back to the Future. It was at that drive-in back in Flin Flon. Um, and again, it was, it's just, it was an experience. I was there with my family. I, I still have a really clear memory of the scene where the lightning hits the clock tower. Uh, it just, it was just a cool thing to do. You know, in Singapore, we had a drive-in too. It was called Jurong Drive-in. I remember my uncle taking us there because my parents didn't have a car and it was the coolest thing. I loved it. You said you were in Flin Flon, at a drive-in in Flin Flon. Where is Flin Flon? Flin Flon is in northern Manitoba, and it's actually right on the border between Manitoba and Saskatchewan. There's actually a small piece of the town that does fall on the Saskatchewan side of the border. And if you're listening in and wondering, hey, which part of the world is that in? Well, it's in Canada. Now that we know a little bit about Michael Bolton, the Canadian movie buff, not the singer, not the American singer, um, I'm going to ask him questions on your behalf. 
if you've never started watching this series before, I'm talking about House of the Dragon. Or if you haven't watched any of the Game of Thrones when it was first released many moons ago. But first, let us set the scene for the House of the Dragon. Or, in short, Hot D. In Game of Thrones, the Targaryen dynasty was ended by Robert's rebellion. Now, this is a civil war that saw Robert Baratheon succeed the Mad King. I'm saying that in inverted commas. Maybe he wasn't mad, but he's known as the Mad King. His name is Aerys Targaryen. Uh, he was the ruler of the Seven Kingdoms. Now, by the time Game of Thrones begins, it is 17 years after the rebellion. Now, I could be wrong, uh, but Michael may correct me on that, whether it's 17 or more than 17. And there are only two known Targaryens, Daenerys and Viserys. So this new series is a prequel to the Dragon Queen's family. Now, although the last episode of Game of Thrones was a downer, uh, in the final season of Game of Thrones, Jon Snow and Daenerys Targaryen were obsessed with breaking the wheel. Now, House of the Dragon is the story of the family that created that wheel in the first place. Am I right? Uh, more or less, yeah. It, it, it is about uh, an earlier generation of the Targaryen family and kind of what set some things in motion that impacted Daenerys's life. So fill us in, Michael. Where does this prequel, House of the Dragon, start? So this one starts... Uh, from and I, and I had to look at some of this online because it, it is a little murky, I guess. But it starts about 172 years before the plot of Game of Thrones. So it's actually several generations going back. Uh, but it's very much about... So while the characters are all very different, uh, it's the same families and that are kind of on this quest for power and who's going to control the throne. Haha, <laughs> so I was wrong. It wasn't 17 years after. It was more than that. No, it's it's a couple hundred years. I think uh, one site I looked at said it's roughly eight generations earlier. If you just tuned in, if you're wondering, hey, this show sounds a little different. Well, it sounds a little different because I have a special guest with me. His name is Michael, and we're talking about House of the Dragon. Movie Magic with Colin Gomez, Money FM 89.3. And will a woman sit on the Iron Throne? Well, there's only one way to find out, and that is to watch the epic prequel to Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon. And here to tell us more about what to expect in the series is my special guest on Movie Magic, Michael. So tell me, Michael, for someone who hasn't watched the original Game of Thrones series, must they watch Game of Thrones first, or can they just dive into this new prequel? No, absolutely, you could dive right into this one. It's, again, it's not the same characters. There are definitely things going on that uh, fans of Game of Thrones are going to pick up on more than people who haven't seen that series. But it gives you all the information you need going in. It's new characters. Uh, you know, In some ways, I almost envy those people that get to watch this without having seen Game of Thrones because they're really going in unbiased. Whereas I'm going in already with some assumptions about some of the characters and, and incorrectly so, because I'm judging them based on who their family was in Game of Thrones. Now, I watch Game of Thrones too, and it's easy to judge after watching Game of Thrones and then you watch this prequel. But can you elaborate on what you just said? Um, well, in, in Game of Thrones, definitely 
each family had kind of its own culture, um, whether they were very honorable or whether they were very money driven, uh, were they just after power, were they known for loyalty? And those were definitely traits that in Game of Thrones, it showed how those families nurtured those traits within themselves. But going through the show, you kind of experienced that on your own. You you saw it going through. Uh, with this series, I'm making the assumption that all those characteristics are still there. And so far from what I've seen, we're going to see some characters that don't quite fit with the the assumptions I've made about who they are because of their family, which is a good learning experience. For someone who just tuned into the show, Movie Magic, where does this prequel House of the Dragon start. Roughly 170 some to 200 years before the plot of Game of Thrones. And it's starting with a question of who is going to inherit the throne. Uh, the king of the time has to make a decision between two people, one male, one female, and he chooses the male will be the heir, even though the female is closer in line. Uh, it then skips ahead a few years. We now see those two heirs in adulthood. We see the man who has become the king, and we're now at that crossroads again of he has no male heir, he has a female heir, and it's the question of does he name his daughter as the heir or does he name his brother? So this Targaryen family, they're all blonde or white-haired. That is correct. Okay, so is there a reason for it? There is. So that is something that people who are familiar with Game of Thrones are going to pick up on. Uh, it is kind of integral to the plot in Game of Thrones that in this world that that these series are set in, uh, hair color is one of the genetic traits that people have learned how to read. What does this mean about your parents? And blonde, as it turns out, is not what we would consider a dominant trait. So this means there is a lot of marrying between Targaryens and other Targaryens, and that's why they maintain that blonde hair color. So their their rule is to a large degree based on incest. And we see a lot of that, don't we? We do. We saw uh, a lot of it in Game of Thrones, uh, and it's it's being alluded to and hinted at here. Uh, so that that is, again, that's one of those assumptions I kind of made going in, and we're going to see how far that goes. And Matt Smith from Doctor Who is blonde as well in the series. Is he the main draw? Um, he was for me. I was very curious to see him in, in a very different role to who he was in Doctor Who. Uh, having watched it now, while his character is very interesting, he's not the character that's really drawing me in. Um, I would say that's probably Princess Rhaenyra. She's, she's the character I'm finding very interesting. And this character is played by a 22-year-old Australian, Millie Alcock. But what is interesting about this character? She is the daughter of the king, uh, is very strong-willed, is very intelligent, um, and, and definitely has this eagerness to prove herself to her father and I think to the kingdom. But it is this question, uh, particularly in the first episode, of will she be named as the heir or uh, is there potential that her her father will end up having a son or will name another male relative. And knowing the format of Game of Thrones, um, just when you begin to like a character or hate a character, uh, they kill the character or the actor is replaced with an older person. 
from what I understand, we are going to see an older version of that character somewhere down the road in the series. I'm not sure if it's going to happen this season or not, but I, I do believe there's already another actress that's been selected to play that character. Money FM 89.3 Movie Magic with Colin Gomez. And with me is Michael Bolton, not the singer, but the Canadian movie guy. Now, House of the Dragon was kept at the budget of under $20 million per episode. And if we compare this to Game of Thrones, well, it cost HBO around $100 million per season. So roughly it was at $6 million in season one, and then it rose to $15 million for the show's eighth and final season. This one is just under $20 million per episode. In your opinion, Michael, uh, does it look like a $20 million motion picture per episode? I'm going to say yes. Um, I I think they did a really good job of how this looks and feels. Uh, you know, details like the armor, the weapons. Um, there's a, a scene where they're doing a joust and it just, it looks and feels like you are in this medieval environment. Um, the number of people they have in the backgrounds. Um, definitely there's, there's stuff you can pick at and say this effect could have been better. Uh, but overall, I, I think they got their money's worth. And how about the dragons? Do they look $20 million? Uh, that's a tougher one. Um, I'm definitely not an expert in, in that kind of um, visual effects, how it's done, what it's worth. I thought they were good. Um, they... Particularly, there is one scene where you don't see the dragon right away. The The intensity is built up. Um, it comes up and emerges from kind of mist and clouds. And so you see kind of the, the circling of the clouds before the dragon emerges. So whether or not the, the look of the dragon was real, I, I felt the presence of the dragon in that scene. And I think I was a little overwhelmed by that um, and, and not as caught up in just how it looked. But definitely the, the dragons have a, when they're there, they have a presence in this series. You can just feel them on the screen. But there are only two dragons in the first two episodes. There are at the moment, um, and from what I understand, that's going to be a big part of the plot is this is the time period when, uh, so the Targaryen family is known for having dragons, being dragon riders. This is kind of the generations that are going to see the end of that. So from what I understand, that's going to be a big part of the plot is how did how did the dragons kind of go extinct until the plot of Game of Thrones? Um, and what was the role of the Targaryens in that? Now, in Game of Thrones, there was nudity, blood and gore, fire and ice, horses, armor, swords, and of course dragons. Uh, do you think they have the same amount of these I just mentioned in this uh, new prequel? I would say it's pretty close. Uh, definitely the gore. Uh, there, There is a very, very gory scene in the first episode. Um, you, you know, the, the nudity, I don't think there's been quite as much, but Game of Thrones set the bar pretty high on that one. Uh, dragons, we're seeing dragons much earlier. Game of Thrones, it was... I think not until the end of the the first season that we saw the first dragon and it was just 
you know, a hatchling, a very little dragon. We we get to see a full-size dragon or a close to full-size dragon in the first episode. Um, as far as the jousting, the the armor, those kinds of things, there in in the first episode, there is a really great joust scene. Um, and it's again that intensity and as as the horses are going at one another, you can almost feel that momentum and and the strength of those animals just just visually by watching it. So the amazing sound design is part of the $20 million that was well spent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You hear those hooves beating. Um, even the whoever they had as stunt people riding those horses, you, you could just you could see the tension in their bodies as they're gripping. They're they're trying to time things so they can get their lance in line. Uh, it, great editing. It's, it's just shot in such a really cool way that it really pulls you into the moment. Money FM 89.3 Movie Magic with Colin Gomez. And with me is Michael, who watches movies more intensely than I do. So, Michael, let's say for someone who hasn't watched any of the uh, Game of Thrones episodes or any of uh, this new prequel, House of the Dragon, or, you know, someone who hasn't watched any fantasy movies or TV series, well, why would anyone want to watch these two series in the first place this series is going to offer something regardless of what you're looking for um you know it's got political intrigue it deals a lot with what happens when there's a power vacuum how do different people respond to it um yes it's a fantasy series but those are things we see playing out in the real world every day Uh, and there's there's maybe some safety in watching that play out on a fantasy show instead of in real life i mean yes there's there's dragons there's magic there's things we don't deal with in our our everyday world but if you really go to that character level and see what these people are experiencing you are seeing very real things that people have had to encounter there there is a scene in the first episode where the king has to make a decision because his wife is in labor the labor is not going to go through so it is a decision do we save the child do we save the mother either way we're risking both he has to make that choice in in an environment where they're is not a lot of good medical treatment by our standards. Um, you know, it, it deals a lot with how our political alliances formed. Are people after the top seat themselves, or are they just trying to get themselves in alliance so that they have a little bit of influence over that person? Um, it looks at doing that with money, with intimidation, with romantic relationships and entanglements. Um, again, it's doing it in a very dramatic way, but but there is some truth to what they're dealing with. So there you have it. All the reasons why you should watch House of the Dragon. I'm Colin Gomez, and this has been Movie Magic on Money FM 89.3. And my guest today was Michael, a movie enthusiast. Well, thank you very much, Michael, for being on the show. And I hope you can uh, come on the show more often. This was really fun. Thank you so much for inviting me to do this.